Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Glenn Van Zutphen sitting in for Michelle. Singapore Art Week is an annual celebration of visual arts taking place in the month of January. It is the pinnacle event of Singapore's visual arts calendar. Now, the nine-day celebration, which runs from the 11th to the 19th of January, offers artists, collectives, organizations, and other art intermediaries a platform for showcasing a wide range of quality visual arts projects, discussions, exhibitions to a local and international audience. Now, there will be a whole bunch of new works and exciting art experiences for all ages, which include exhibitions with engaging tech and digital elements as well as public art walks, public art engagements and lifestyle events and much, much more. Wow, there's a lot happening. What can uh, the exhibit goers expect from this event and how can we promote greater art appreciation in Singapore? Well, I've got the right person in the studio to tell us the answer to all those questions. May Anderson, the chairwoman of the Art of Charity Art Outreach Singapore. May, good morning and welcome to Your Money. Good morning, Glenn. It's great to be here. How are you holding up? This has got to be a lot of work going into this thing. It sounds just like a massive outreach. It is. It always is. But this year, Art Week is happening extra early. It's all work and hardly any play across the festive season. (laughs) Oh, that's too bad. Is that to kind of avoid the Chinese New Year season? I think so, yes. Yeah, it comes early this year, doesn't it? Yes, it it does. Yeah. With so many days, you know, and so many different events coming in, why is it that it's so important now in its 17th year to do this to make art appreciation a positive experience for Singaporeans? Well, that's a big one. You know, yeah. I would I could do that in a couple of days, off, off, off. <laughs> but I've been told to be economical. A little um, less time than that would be good. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Art appreciation is something that extends, I think, not just to the appreciation of the aesthetic. I mean, m- many people think it's about enjoying decorative uh, things, but more than that, I think it's about perhaps if I think about our big organizer of the Art Week is trying to get across uh, National Arts Council. It's a two prong approach, right? It's bringing communities together. Um, you want to sort of get social bonds going. And also on a national level to really cement our identity. I think it's easy to tell people through economic markers how well we do. But actually, it's only through art that we tell people who we are. But more than that, I think with art appreciation, especially current art, contemporary art, it really sends a message about what's happening nowadays. So if you think about it, you know, you're looking at messaging, you're looking at the zeitgeist, you're looking at what's, what's happening now and what's important to people, all told through visual language that I think is quite democratic. You know, one piece of art can mean so many different Mm -hmm. things to so many different people. Mm -hmm. Is that what's needed here is kind of in the messaging about this programming to convey how we look at people's art or how we consider its importance in our own lives? Glenn, that's a big one. People say, you know, how am I supposed to notice? If you tell me, I get it. But when I look at something, especially with the contemporary pieces, it's very hard. Mm. Um, That goes to what we do at Art Outreach as well. I mean, you can do quite a lot at the show itself or when people actually see something with with catalogs and pamphlets and and uh, you know sort of uh, uh, i guess messaging around a piece but what what really should be happening is people being able to draw upon context or knowledge. And that's something that should be slowly sort of programmed in, if you will, or bred in from a very young age to give people the ability to get context. So it would be culture and history mm. and sort of broader knowledge. And that's what I think art is able to achieve when people engage with it 
really quite proactively instead of sort of being passive consumers of yeah. art. Of course, Singapore had a very vibrant uh, art scene in mm-hmm. the 50s and the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, some real giants of, of local art. Mm-hmm. And then it, it sort of faded slightly, I think, probably in recent decades. But it has come back in the last, especially, you know, 15 years or so mm-hmm. that I've been around. And this program has been going on for quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. So what sort of changes have you seen in in the way that the general public in Singapore is looking at art or thinking about it? Well, there's is a it lot seeming of... more like a more important thing in people's lives or is it still just sort of a an extra thing out there for somebody else? <laughs> it certainly was an extra thing. You know, yeah. I'm afraid I'm old enough to remember when art was done in Baharudin. It was sort of a blue-collar <laughs> industry. It's changed a lot yeah. now. Uh, we have fabulous infrastructure for art, but more importantly, there's sort of the will and the interest behind it to sort mm. of build it into our everyday consumption. So there's robust programming in schools, we notice. I mean, mm-hmm. we like to think that we are part of that programming. It's more about... The diversity that is presented uh, in art these days, it used to be sort of painting and sculptures. But if you look at Art Week this year, I think there are something like 100 programs or 100 offerings. And they spend a gamut from even, you know, digital and tech offerings, you know, uh, augmented reality is used in escape room games or in art right. trails. So I think it's now, now gotten to a point where it's not just for people who are interested in fine art or, you know, that kind of, uh, uh, you know, very, very refined, very cultured art aesthetic, but it's really been able to be quite, you know, a, sort of a, a more popular mass offering, which I think is very welcoming to the man in the street. And speaking of, you know, the man on the street, no matter where they're from, how do they sort of get their heads around this particular event? You know, how do they, how do they figure out what, what is interesting mm-hmm. for them to go to? What you know? What's even available for them to go to? Because there's so many. The, you've got the talks. You've got the art installations. Yes, you've got yes. just a whole lot of things. Well, you know, well, being Singaporean myself, I like convenience. You know, I'm a little bit lazy yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so when I think about the neighborhoods, it's, it's all organized in different art precincts. So that's quite easy in, in a way. Of course, in the traditional heart of the art precinct, the museum district, there's mm. so much. Mm. Um, but even in the neighborhoods, there's a lot. And that's something that I think is a highlight of this year's offerings. So, you know, if you go on to, of course, all the regular channels and the Facebook and the internet, you'll, you'll see what's on offer. Yeah. But what I also would like to point out is that depending on your interest, there's, there, there are even things that speak to, um, you know, sort of gender concerns. There's a, there's a fine artist, Susie Wong, who's doing something quite special that I would have to think about being a woman and a mother of two daughters. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really it really spans so much variety that I think one could take some time mm. to look at the menu of offerings and really think about it in terms of a weekend or after work uh, activity. And I'm sure it's going to be close by to you no matter where you are because it really crosses the island. Really something for everybody in, every, so. in every area. I think so. Yeah, which is great. Now, you've been involved in art outreach since 2003. Yes, I understand. I've grown old without outreach. <laughs> <laughs> you started when you were about, what, 10 years old? Thank you. Something yes, like absolutely. That? Yeah. And, uh, but the, the art outreach has come a long way. And, and when you think about your own experience mm-hmm. with art, what have you learned about how, uh, how you approach uh, looking at art and appreciating art uh, through the work that you've done with art outreach? Well, Art Outreach was conceived as a means to support local school curriculum in mm. Singapore. Mm. You know, the STEM subjects, right? The, the math and the science. And it's really pushed for good reason, I believe. Um, and what I like to think is that art appreciation of visual literacy, meaning that you really want to get people to use or interpret or analyze or think critically about visual images, that is what we're trying to, to, to bring to schools and to the kids and to the public at large because it really helps you connect the dots, if you will. Information lets you 
think, but mm. art is able to get you to feel. Sure. Um, and it's, I think it's the messaging. But if I, if I may, Glenn, I think in my time, you know, trying to be an advocate for art, I find myself being an advocate for artists. Because if you think about these amazing professionals, they take the biggest emotions, the biggest challenges, the biggest struggles and are able to to come up with a composition, whether it's a photograph or a sculpture or a painting, and are able to convey the range and depth of emotion in that in that little piece. So mm. I think it's just important for us to try and support art practitioners, which is always hard in Singapore. Um, yeah, we've we've noticed in recent years, you know, there there are more. Uh, people becoming professional sportsmen and women. Mm -hmm. There are more people becoming professional artists. It, it is now, you know, in recent years, not so long ago, becoming an actual thing that people <laughs> can do for a living. Of course, SOTA yes. has, has, you mm -hmm. know, driven a lot of that uh, in terms of the educational side of it. Is this something that, that Art Outreach has, has really actively sought to promote because, you know, if we have these different things now coming up as a real viable alternative mm -hmm. for people's careers, it does add to the fabric of Singapore life in a very interesting way. I think so. And, you know, Art Outreach started in 03, as, as you mentioned. So in our teenage years, we're getting a little bit ambitious. You know how teenagers are, right? Uh, so, <laughs> yes, I so do. So <laughs> outside of just school programs and mm. public uh, art programs, we have decided, you know, uh, since 2017 to launch the Impact Awards. And these are targeted events, or interventions hmm. to try and support local artists and curators. We would love for people to be able to practice full-time instead of being like a full-time IT person and a part-time artist, which, which is what usually happens, right? Right? So I think yeah. um, I don't think that maybe materially we are going to move the needle so much, but I I do believe strongly that we are sending a, a signal a signal to people who are perhaps consumers of art, whether you are the audience or you are the collector class, to say, hey, you know, let's 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 give some thought, let's think about the, the producers, let's try to raise a generation of art producers together. We can start with attending the graduate shows, picking up a piece of work for you know a couple of hundred dollars, couple of thousand dollars, but buy local, support local. And really get these guys, uh, you know, onto some stronger footing as they embark on their careers. And, and I think that that really is the at the heart of it. Quite honestly, there is an economic element to this. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't want to always just talk about money in Singapore. But for an artist, for someone to come and buy a two hundred dollar painting, or you know, one hundred and fifty or five hundred, whatever that amount is, that is huge for them. It's validation that what they're doing is interesting. First of all, um, and secondly, obviously, it gives them money to pay the electricity bill or whatever bill they need to pay. Is that something that during these, you know, next coming days of the um, Singapore Art Week that, you know, there will definitely be places that people can go and see art and actually buy it and support these artists? Mm -hmm, absolutely. And are there specific places they can go to do that or is it like the other uh, installations they'll be around the island in different places? Oh, you can buy. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm cognizant that we're on Money FM so, you know, we want to talk about the value and the marketplace of art. Yeah. So, Sea Focus is one that we mm. should all be thinking about and it's interesting because it's situated in Gilman Barracks. Mm. There are 20 galleries all focused on Southeast Asian art. Yeah. I think that's a great starting point if you want to, to at least look around and hopefully buy. And if, if I think about the backdrop of the marketplace, art remains a huge, bigger than most of us think, unregulated money market, if you will. Mm. Uh, so that's quite interesting. If you look at the S&P 500, the performance, sort of the CAGR for the S&P is 3%. But if you look at 2008 to 2018, the same period I'm looking at, 10 years, art's CAGR is about 8%. Wow. So I'm trying to champion the artists in a different way for your listeners on Money FM yeah. because 
well, the newer generations of collectors are even less emotional, perhaps. They are certainly driven by passion, but they do see art as an alternative asset class in many ways. The returns can be a lot stronger than you think, and I think it's hard to resist the lure of not just, you know, support and patronage and passion, mm. but also as a, as a pretty interesting asset class in itself. A, a friend, an artist friend told me years ago, and I asked, you know, so how do I know what to buy? He mm-hmm. goes, buy something you like. Right. Yes, and yeah. that I think that has stuck with me all these years, because no matter what, at the end of the day, it's going to be something you're going to have on your wall or in your collection, wherever that may be. Is there other advice that you can give to buyers? Because, of course, everybody wants to buy something that's cheap now that's going to be worth, mm-hmm. you know, 20 million dollars later or whatever. Uh, should they be that lucky? Are there other sort of things they can look at? with artwork, above and beyond, do they just like it or not like it? And is the price point right for them at that moment in time? I think, you know, you started out giving extremely good advice because many people come and say, hey, you know, if I buy something and I hold it for, you know, four or five years, can I flip it for yeah, right. you know, <laughs> plus 20, you know, plus 30, you know, I would love to say yes. And if yeah. you want to do that, you would certainly have to buy, you know, bigger names and you would sure. have to want to put down a pretty penny it would have to, have to be in the higher five figures to, to start with at the very least mm. but for most of us even for you know sort of the your everyday uh, aspiring collector I think you want to do some due diligence yes you know you have to live with it so you have to look, buy something that, that fits with your, your, your home and your heart uh, you want to wake up every morning and feel good when you look at it or feel challenged some people love mm. to be challenged by their art you know art that has wonderful tension in it but the best way to do it is to develop relationships I think with the galleries when you go around talk to them and I would love for them to talk to the artists as well I think the artist sometimes is not enough in the in that dialogue so you know go around and, and, and sort of do a lot more investigation art net art price many websites give you a lot of uh, free even you know um, reports and, and things like that so if you really want to think about art but with a bit of an investing slant I think you can't shy away from having to do some, some research do, as you should with everything mm-hmm. you invest in right mm-hmm. yeah excellent now where can people find out more information about the uh, the Singapore Art Week. If you just type Singapore Art Week, you're gonna you know, come just up Google with the, the um, huge, saw very dense, very robust website. There are many drop down menus, and you can sort of uh, click away if you will. And of course, I I love to follow you know Saw and Art Week on Instagram. My children tell me, Mom, Facebook is for the boomers. <laughs> Instagram is the way to go. Guilty you know? as charged. So uh, uh, SG Art Week and uh, Saw. Yeah, yeah, great. May Anderson, Chairman of the Art Charity Art Outreach Singapore. Thanks for coming on to talk to us about Singapore Art Week happening 11 to 19 January. Great to have you with us. Thank you very much, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.